chosenone.com Go visit chosenone.com It's easy to remember If you just sing along Chosenone.com Go visit chosenone.com The chosen one Yes, he is the chosen one He's got his own comic And now he's got his own song Cause he's the chosen one Yes, he is the chosen one Go buy a copy at chosenone.com chosenone.com Go visit chosenone.com It's easy to remember If you just sing along chosenone.com Go visit chosenone.com Hello and welcome to the Horn One Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, consider signing up for the Patreon. There you get ad-free content, early access, exclusive episodes, and monthly supporter hangouts. You can find it at patreon.com slash the Juan on Juan podcast. If you don't like the subscription-based models, there are other ways of supporting the show that are linked in the description. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy this episode. They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart? Available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Welcome to the One on One podcast with your host. Juan Ayala. Well, today, El General Avarista Marina, who was also a candidate for Miami mayor, held a long-awaited news conference. Pam Salsby was there, and Pam, what have you learned? Robin, this is the day Avarista Marina promised to explain everything, and he left the news media still hungry for answers at his news conference this morning. First of all, Mr. Marina has jumped out of the mayor's race. He intends to devote time to clearing up the academy's name. As to charges of sexual abuses of cadets by cadets, Mr. Marina says it's all just a pack of lies. This never happened. None of the ever happened. In my younger space? Never before. Not with the young board. Never happened. Never before. What question? And this time, they have allegations. And allegations is one thing, and the proof is another thing. I asked Mr. Marina why he allowed a convicted murderer to be enrolled in the academy with youngsters here, and he said that may have been a mistake. He said he defended Clarence Carr. That's the youngster who was enrolled here under another name. He's saying, he said the youngster was not a cold-blooded murderer and that he really believed he could be rehabilitated here at the Academy. Robin. Pam, what about the girl who turned up seven months pregnant? Now, her parents contend that she was in a dorm at the school. 
Robin, Mr. Marina, as with all other allegations, is denying that the girl became pregnant on the academy campus. He said he had an occasion to speak with the teenager and that she was involved in sexual activity outside the campus. Mr. Marina says that is a problem that you could find on any school campus. We'll have complete details on this story for you at Marine, Miami Marine Academy at 6 on News 4. Welcome back to another episode of the One on One Podcast. Meet your mic, Tom. Come on, dude. Yes. Is this okay. your okay. first podcast? Okay, I, saw, I know, I know. I saw my camera glitch for a second. I was like, okay, what's going on? It's good now. All right. First ever podcast. This dude is. <laughs> All right, I'm muting. Okay. Welcome back. I'm not cutting that out, dude. It's too much editing. Welcome back. We're going to be covering a very interesting story today. Make sure to follow the show on social media at the one-on-one podcast, tjojp.com, patreon.com slash the one-on-one podcast for all, for those that want more of the show and call me 407-476-4606. I want to hear from you. Leave me a message. It's a three minute time limit please don't go on for more than three minutes and also don't send me like three voicemails of three minutes each which people have done too <laughs> okay so right now i have like 16 or 17 messages i have to go through and do an episode on so keep calling in keep the stories flowing remember there's a three minute time limit 407 and yeah, call in if you've ever heard about this story that we're going to be discussing today with the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Tom Cat from Strange Brew Podcast, who's, we're not, we're no strangers. We've been in this game for <laughs> quite a long time. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? Yes, I am back in the house. The reptilian, they call me. Um, I got my They Live shirt on because I think it's appropriate for the topic. Nice. Yeah, dude. So... Uh, can you tell people where they can find you first before we start diving into you talk a lot about true crime you do you do a lot of murder mystery type of stuff paranormal talks where can oh, yes. people find you uh so you can find it at a uh, strange brew podcast on all podcast platforms on rumble on youtube we really push people towards the youtube because we do a lot of video content but we talk about everything from like deep conspiracy rabbit holes to you know true crime serial killers uh that's definitely our jam uh but we cover all sorts of strange things you can follow us on instagram a strange brew podcast on x i'm trying to be uh on there a bit uh that's strange brew cast um, I don't understand X that much. People just yell at each other, but I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to do it. Uh, so yeah, I'd appreciate if everyone goes uh, follow me. If you want to see more stuff, uh, Patreon is Strange Brew Podcast. Everything should be Strange Brew Podcast, essentially. So awesome. go find it. And dude, I was I forgot what I was doing when I found this story, and I'd yeah, never yeah. heard of it. It was very interesting, and we watched. I listened to a couple podcasts that were on it. Pretty terrible. They, you know, whatever. And there was the the one documentary that we saw. But what really set me off was the Jeff Mache article that he did for Medium.com called Hysteria High, How Demons Destroyed a Florida Florida School. Now, (laughs) the subtitle is A True Story of Witchcraft, Possession, and Murder. Now... I hadn't heard about this ever. And it doesn't seem like it's a very broadly covered thing or widely covered 
story because it's it is from the 1970s and it is during the satanic panic right where you you're familiar with the satanic panic don't listen to rock music it's going to turn your kids into satanists and they're going to sacrifice children in the forest yeah yeah i've never heard of of this and i'm super surprised because of how much we cover the paranormal weird stuff on my show i'm actually surprised i'd never heard of this well so I forgot how I came across it. I think I was doing some research. I, I, I don't know. I might have been doing some research on something occult. And then it popped up. The Devil's Academy, which was the documentary that we watched. The Devil's Academy. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like a William Shatner. He's not in it, but it definitely <laughs> sounds like he should be. It's from Shock Docs. The Devil's Academy from 2023, I believe. You can watch it on... You can watch it on Prime, I guess. And oh, weird. I didn't know that. I would have brought yeah, it up you, on there. You can watch it on Prime. And we're going to be talking about the Miami Aerospace Academy incident. Now, I looked up the... Let me pull this up here. I pulled up... And I'm trying to find the original address of this place. And I'm here oh, on... Oh, well, yeah, there you go. I'm on Pinterest. But I pulled up this address... 901 Southwest 1st Street. And have you been there? This is Little Havana. I've I've probably been near here. I haven't (laughs) been to the actual place. But what I want to do is if we can find the original building, I'd like to call in and ask him if they have any poltergeist activity or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd call in on air, but I'm not finding. See, this is 931. Oh, weird. And th- this over here is 905. I'm curious, too, because, like, I, I don't know. It seems like if this is actually a real story, like, energy is, like, it stays in places. Like, hundred um, residual bro. energy. 100%. So when I look up 901 First Street, mm-hmm. Just call it's, that whole plaza. Be like, let me talk to everyone in the plaza. Yeah, no, I, I probably should. I'd right? be like, hey, you think you, you, I'm a reporter? I'm a journalist, and I'm <laughs> yeah, calling yeah. in to see if you've had any poltergeist activity. But if anyone knows anybody in this area, this is Little Havana. I've been near here. The the yeah. So the Bayside Miami Monsters. So this is where mm-hmm. allegedly the Aerospace uh, Academy is. Yeah. Miami monsters were right over here. Wow, right here, Bayside Marketplace. That's not that far, dude. Hey, dude, and then the Just here's kidding. the Miami Circle, an old site, and then Brickle. Yeah, there's another one around here somewhere where they found a a, a burial site from seven thousand years ago from the Tequestas. Wow, so do you was... think it's like a triangle? You know, not triangle, but specifically like a like an imprint of all these different places in like a a, a vortex. A hundred percent, bro. You know, it could be kind of possible because we what? did we did the uh what, what the what's the Florida Triangle one? Bermuda. That, yeah, is that what it is? Covered that yeah, a the, long time ago. The Bermuda Triangle. So we got Miami, Bermuda, oh, yeah. Puerto Rico, and then back here. So I, yeah, bro, it's it's absolutely part of it, and that's why. They they're finding bodies. They're finding bodies in these old burial sites. And guess what, bro? They're building right on top of them. They pull them out. They clean up as much as they can. They're just like, oh, we're gonna build right on top. So think about Miami. So Miami, and the thing about Miami is you have Miami, and then fifty miles, or not, maybe not fifty, but twenty or thirty miles north, you still got Miami. So Miami's pretty big. Miami can be considered. You know, you have Miami Gardens, which is North Miami. 
Every yeah. time I hear Miami, I think of that uh, that Scientologist song. Welcome to Miami. <laughs> yeah, which yeah they have Scientology there. <laughs> Miami is like from right here. All the Coral Gables would still be kind of Sweetwater, still Miami. Kendall is still Miami. Indigenous burial grounds, man. For some reason, that is hot spots for like paranormal activity. And I wonder if it's some of the maybe like rituals that the indigenous did for for burials, and if somehow it like resonates with the area. It's like it's it's, it's always burial. We know this about pet yeah. cemetery and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and not only that, dude, but the the swamp. This is all swamp right here. This is the Everglades. This that's where they all... dump a lot of bodies. So that's what we we talked about the Everglades way back. The all the mystery surrounding that because there's like people just dump bodies there and stuff, right? And there's maybe skunk ape and all that fun jazz. And the squallies, bro, the Florida pig people. Oh but yeah. Not, not only that, <laughs> people but... seem to really like that episode. I don't know why. <laughs> but the 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 life that is embedded in the lime rock and in the stone, the coquina stone as well, in the actual state. So underneath our feet right now, there is essentially some form of either dead life or life that was alive at one point in time. So it's it's and then if you look at floor, it's just one huge dick. You know, it's just yeah, the, it's the, it's the phallus yeah. of the United States. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. And we know that the, the, the magicians and the occultists love their dicks, right? I mean, that's what 100%. they're all about. That's why there's obelisks everywhere. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about this hysteria high incident. Now, what, what interested me about it was that according to that cheesy documentary that we watched for this, it was it was really bad, bro. It's like... <laughs> I know, my wife was like, when is this over? And I was like, I got to watch it all, okay? <laughs> Wait, your your wife watched it with you? Yeah, yeah. She was like, "What is this? Some William?" She literally said, "Is this William Shatner's show?" And I was like, "No." So <laughs> it was like, like they're practicing Santeria, uh, magic, and the occult. I'm like, that's all part of the occult, bro. Like they were they were trying to it like really one encompassing thing. Yeah. Exactly, they were trying to really blow it up. So there there's a few things leading up to it that I, that I want to talk about. And of course, all my highlights never didn't transfer over. So I'm going to have to read some of these highlights that I have. But again, if you want to learn about this, Devil's Academy, the documentary on Amazon Prime and Hysteria High, the article by Jeff Mache, which really, really interesting article. So it all started with a riot that had broken out at this academy now now there's events leading up to that riot which we'll get to and that's what we can break down but the bro the the founder of this school has a connection with your boy over in canada bro trudeau he was compete he was competing against fidel castro at one point in cuba he was his political adversary yeah bro and we know the the conspiracy that castro could be are you allowed to say that right now dude Oh yeah, yeah. I I have a song I wrote wrote it out called Trudeau. It's it's harsh. I go really deep on making fun of that guy, uh. But like for sure, and there's like I don't know. There's connections to all sorts of weird stuff with that family. Do you know? Do you know who Robert Picton is? This is something I can't wait to dive into. Robert Picton was a serial mm-hmm. killer in uh in Vancouver, and he like uh, specifically got rid of um, prostitutes. Right? There's connections to the Trudeau family, and the RCMP is trying to like burn the evidence and like essentially get rid of it um, and seeing if they can legally do this to get rid of a bunch of evidence because it's, I guess Trudeau was hanging out there all the time. Nickelback, uh, Nickelback played there. Hanging out where? 
at this the the Picton farm where they were this guy was Is that like an Epstein of Canada or something like Epstein's Island kind of, of but he it was like a lot of they just killed prostitutes but there's probably other shady what? stuff going on there and people ate the meat uh, of of human meat from this farmer yeah it's a crazy story I can't wait to dive into on the Bro, show and Trudeau went there there's a connection to him being there and hanging out there and stuff. Bro, what in it's the crazy. world? People dude? not want to talk of people talking about that stuff, but there is big connections. That's why once you start digging, man, you realize that all these people are like psychopathic yeah. maniacs. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So this guy, which we'll get into, he was the political adversary of yeah. Fidel Castro shortly before he t- Castro had taken over Cuba and Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, so there's the the Fidel Castro connection there. So we'll start off here. There was a riot that broke out. And according to this documentary that we watched, the some researchers or, or scholars, I guess, consider this one of the the most profound supernatural and paranormal events. You know, one of the most profound events ever in paranormal history, I guess. If where, this factual and that people actually witnessed that chick levitating that we'll get into, it's pretty crazy, actually. Would you so before we get into it, what'd you honestly think without obviously spoiling somebody, what'd you think of this whole thing? Uh if if there is as many witnesses as they claim, um, I think it's pretty compelling the fact that like people witnessed uh and we'll get into it, one of the craziest things is somebody levitating. Um I wrote I put light as a feather, stiff as a a, a, a boarding student, you know, like when you go to boarding <laughs> school. <laughs> yeah. Uh but like I said, like, you know, it's, it's weird. The full on chaos. I don't know. We'll, we'll get into it. Cause there is like, I can bring up a couple of links to like hysteria that has happened throughout history. Mm-hmm. Uh, once it goes to one person, it goes to the other. Um, Which I was, I was actually talking about that. The arch of hysteria yesterday, I brought mm-hmm. up hysteria where during the 19th century, it was blamed. It was believed that women were more susceptible to hysteria and being taken I think over. It's still, it's still. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if you identify as a woman? Does that still count? You're probably still hysterical if you got okay. if you're taking those hormones. You're probably, <laughs> probably <pretty> so. <laughs> the the I I was today years old, and when we were doing this. So for those that don't know, we were trying to re- we tried to record this a week ago, essentially, yeah. or over a week yeah. ago. And when I jumped on, my connection was wacky. It's fine today, but my connection was just not working. Tom could barely see me, and StreamYard was telling me that it was it was not my connection was weak, which was weird, right? As soon as we start talking about demonic possession and entities and all this craziness, so we'll we'll see what happens today. But I was today years old. When I learned that Miami is called the Magic City, I had no idea that it was called really? the Magic City, dude. When we when we jumped on the first time, I texted my wife and I because she's from Miami, and I said, and both my sons were born in Miami, and and I said, since when is Miami called the Magic City? And she's like, well, locals don't call it that, but they call it that because it allegedly because it expands whatever magically or something like that like it's grown so fast it's magic whoa and i'm like "Ah." you got the miami mall monsters you got all these burial sites who knows what's under the city right there who knows before all these regulations and everything came in bro bridgewater triangle is that what it is that's isn't that what's that's that's up north bro the bridgewater triangle is by the hockamock swamp 
Okay, I was yeah. gonna say Florida has a lot of weird stuff going on. Well, you got the you got the Bermuda Triangle here in <laughs> yeah, Florida, which technically it, it doesn't it technically does connect as we saw, right? Essentially, right? You can see that it ha it does overlap uh, over this school. It's kind of well, it touches the tip of Miami. I don't know where exactly yeah. in Miami, but I mean, there's a reason why in the '80s, a little bit before this. The the Typhonian OTO call considered Miami and probably still do a power zone, which they're able to tap into and have butt sex with the. Cthulhu Didn't Jack Mythos. Parsons like hanging out there and stuff? Jack Parsons, L. Ron <laughs> Hubbard, at one time had stolen his girlfriend and so. sailed off the coast of Miami <laughs> yeah, as well on his on his yacht. So yeah. yeah, Miami definitely has a lot of Scarface, dude. I mean that that if that's not an Egregore, <laughs> Scarface. That's a whole thing. So Miami has a, a very rich history, and in my opinion, also occultic, where or occult is because I know people yeah. get stop saying occultic. It doesn't make any sense. I don't care. But the <laughs> as an occult history, I've covered it extensively. If you Google the occult history of Florida, your boy pops up. I've done a couple of shows on that. So that's awesome. Dude. This hysteria high. All right, started off with this riot that had various witnesses. Now, what they had witnessed here, I'm going to read what they witnessed, and apparently it happened October 25th, 1979. Huh. Almost all Hallow's Eve, Sam Payne. So a riot had broken out at the Miami Aerospace Academy, a private military school in Little Havana, where screaming students were said to be possessed by spirits. Kids had smashed windows, ripped doors from their hinges, and again, they had blamed it on... This is what they say. Mm -hmm. uh, you have various things. So you had the teacher who allegedly was teaching the students about Santeria and the occult. And then you had allegedly a group of students that the night before had done a Bloody Mary ritual to try. I, I never did that as a kid. Did you ever do that, bro? Did you ever do the Bloody Mary? Yeah, we did Bloody Mary, and at first, when I was very young, we did Candyman because when we watched the movie Candyman, we thought it was a legit thing. So we'd like scare each other trying to do that. But we definitely, um, I joked on the one show about it. It's on our Patreon now. Uh, Candyman is another one. What do you do for the Candyman? Candyman, one? Candyman, Candy. It's just Candyman five times, like the movie. So we're like, we watched the movie like eight. So like we started doing it in the mirror, but then uh, we did Bloody Mary with these two twins, twins Basil, and we like just lit the candle. I was like ten or some. Sh and it, nothing happened, but it just, we were spooked out. Like we we're home alone and we sw swore we heard stuff. And I feel like <laughs> it, you can, I don't know, the stuff that I've seen in the mirror on mushrooms, I couldn't imagine that there could be some sort of portal. Everyone tells you not to look at yourself when you're on like, like yeah. doses. I always do. That's how I know how high I am. It's if my, just like it's the, my face expands to see all these weird geometric patterns. I'm like, okay, I took a, a good amount. I'm good. <laughs> No, I know that I took. Well, the only time is when the when the toilet bowl is just changing colors, bro. It's going from <laughs> like yellow to green to blue to like all these different. It's like oh, a kaleidoscope, and then you look in the mirror, like oh, hey, <laughs> dude, so, it's wild. The, the, every different strain, I see something different. But I feel like there's a chance uh, that the mirrors can access some other domain because yes. even we have we had a mirror in our room that faced a mirror and then the mirror pointed out a window and i was like i was like something is this is not good i was like i don't know what it is and my advice like what and i was like there's something weird about this i don't think you're supposed to have a mirror pointing into another mirror especially out of a window you know, yeah i'm sure that's going to do something to the feng shui 100 <laughs> percent. probably does something <laughs> to the feng shui so 
you had these kids trying to do a Bloody Mary seance or I don't know, whatever. The Is that when before. you fuck a chick on her period? No, that's not when you do that. Thank you for that. <laughs> and they, right, they did it. And I think they said that something appeared after the fact. Anyways, they went to school yeah, the next day. Yeah, they said that, yeah, they got, like, something appeared. And this is one it, right? So one teenager was unconscious, others injured. Kids had smashed, smashed windows and ripped doors from their hinges. Police and firefighters who raced to the scene found hundreds of hysterical high schoolers fleeing the building as if it were ablaze. The devil, it seemed, was to blame. So the Miami News, let me pull this picture up here. The Miami News. Ouija board, Ouija riot. That's fucking hilarious. Ouija riots were to blame for this incident that baffles police. Yeah. So give me one second here. It's people skydiving in bottom Halloween high. And allegedly, before this, the Sarasota Tribune in nineteen. 73 because the exorcist came out in 1973 if i'm not mistaken and in 1974 according to the sarasota tribune miami jackson's memorial hospital which i know where this is at because i recently drove past it treated 700 demonic possessions a month and then 700 a month 700 a month bro and I guarantee if, if 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 there if possession is an, like a real thing, which I definitely think it is from the stuff I've researched, seen, and used the Ouija board throughout my life, I bet you like two were actually real out of like all of those. That's well, crazy. Again, satanic panic, right near there. That's what I'm thinking. The seventies was a wild time, man, for serial killers, satanic panic stuff, occult stuff. And there was another one here just before the Halloween in 1979. There was a nine-year-old girl who stood up in a nearby church and said, I am Satan in a voice that wasn't hers. So. I would, it, I would scare the scare me, man. The if I was like in church and you're just like a humble Christian or some shit like that. And then you're just like, this chick's like, I am Satan. And you're like, get this out of here <laughs> would, bro tell the truth would you punch that nine-year-old in the face like if she like if it's the came... 70s yeah i could get away with it so yeah dads were just beating their kids all the time so i could definitely get away with it burn her <laughs> just drop kick that just like boom just like just kick her yeah she starts that. floating and it's like silent hill you're like no 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 i'm gonna leave yeah i'll i'll, I'll get up if you're demonic possessed i'll i'll you know I'll, maybe i'll like flick some holy water on on, on them or something but we have this school, this riot that broke out. Now, there were people screaming that they were possessed by spirits. People were coming out saying it was the Ouija board. Now, how the story goes and the, the how they got to where they got was you had that seance the night before. Yeah. They go to school. This girl starts. She feels a certain type of way in her class. She runs out of the classroom to a bathroom <laughs> where she starts to, I guess, you know, she's on the ground shaking. And then that's when people see that they, they saw her levitate. Right. And all these other people are, 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 you know, coming by and they're starting to feel sick. So again, it starts to spread almost like some sort of virus. Now, the other aspect of it was that there was a teacher within the school who allegedly was teaching students about the occult Santeria, how to do black magic, how to yeah, read tarot cards and all these different in that things. documentary. They made her a frumpy fat. She looked, <laughs> and of course, from like. that teacher, 
she was allegedly doing hypnosis and I guess oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. triggered this girl to have to become possessed. So there's a few things going on and we'll get to why they were practicing black magic or the occult. However, but it is the- interesting. Cause if say like, you know, say this is real, right. I always throw that out there on the show like that. It's how we talk about stuff on strange brew. It's like, yeah, this could be real. And then at the end we're like, nah, who knows? Uh, but the idea of, right. If you are like, if you're using the Ouija board and you've let something enter, uh, your body and it's lying dormant. Maybe it's attached to you, like in some of the drawings that supposedly psychics do that David Ike talks about, where it looks like they're attached to your chakra and they kind of follow you around. Say you were like, it had something attached to you, and then you're put into a hypnotic state where essentially you're involuntary and your body is not connecting with your mind. So someone can manipulate you. It might give access for a demon or some sort of demonic dark entity to just like come out in the open. It's kind of interesting because I wonder if yeah. that, like, the hypnosis thing is weird. Yeah. No, so allegedly that was what was happening, that she was doing hypnosis on the students and that it triggered something, right? Mm-hmm. And it's called by scholars as one of the most bizarre chapters in the history of American education. Now, there's been various... <laughs> is it though there's been various <laughs> stories across history of hysteria right uh these laughing oh, yeah. fits that people fall into which i'm sure you've covered and we you know there's uh, there's a whole bunch of them throughout history so shared hallucinations i think is probably a thing and not only that but maybe even sort of peer pressure so if we look at this from a psychological perspective yeah. you know you can account for peer pressure you uh, p- peer pressure you can account for various things maybe shared hallucinations where you know when you automatically when you see people running have you ever seen these prank videos where people just start darting yeah, off oh, out yeah. of nowhere and people freak out it could have been yeah. that you know an, an exaggerated account because I, I've, I've been learning I've, i was reading this article today this paper by this researcher that i'm going to be interviewing and he's talking about how a lot of the things that we remember, they're actually constructs of our own brain to fit our narrative. So when you're remembering something, you actually remember a better version of yeah, what yeah. you what it, what realistically happened. Alan and, Watts talks about that, yeah. No, does he really? So it's like your brain is connecting things that maybe aren't there, reaching a little bit, and that's where you could maybe get UFO experiences, abduction experiences, and all these other phenomena yeah, well, that we hear about. If you have like, you know, you say you have like five people looking up at the sky and they're like, whoa, I see a dragon. And then other five people come and they supposedly see it. And then you're the yeah. one guy that's like, I don't see it. And then the guy's like, you don't see the dragon? And you're like, maybe I do. And then you say, and then you just go along. There's a lot of people that would do that. Um, even some of these, like the dancing plague of 1518 is the same kind of thing in Strasbourg. Everyone just started dancing. It started one person. And then everyone else started dancing and it urged everyone. There's 400 <laughs> citizens of the Eastern French city who were afflicted with the urge to dance until they dropped. And it's crazy because wow. authorities blamed the trance-like state on hot blood and mandated the afflicted dance day and night to exercise the demons, even constructing a stage and hiring dancers and musicians. They actually made the frenzy worse. By like being like, all right, there's devils inside of these people's. You have to dance it out until you faint. And then they gave them a stage, and they're like 400 people, man. That's a lot of people to be dancing. Whoa! In the first episode ever of Strange Brew, it's not even 
eventually I'll be putting on Patreon. We talked about this. It's like real weird. Imagine having to do Dance Dance Revolution <laughs> to exercise your demons. Oh, or, yeah, man. Or Guitar Hero, bro. What if you had to play Guitar Hero? You had to do... What's that one dragon in flames or something like that? That will Bill, uh, yeah, will Bill use that song for a song called White N Talk about how he's a white N word. It's great. So we have the guy who opened it. So, so, so we're gonna get to all the stuff, but essentially they see this kid, one of the I guess patrols of the security guards of the school, sees yeah. a kid jump from a window fall down face first on the ground where he believed that this dude broke all his bones the dude gets up and in some weird demonic possession starts to well he said he had the strength of many men essentially is what he said so we have this maybe demonically possessed boy or or teen attack this police officer and he books it (laughs) he books it And then there's this other story of that same guy where allegedly he took the kids home, right? The couple, he took the couple home and it was kind of weird because this dude's saying that there was these two couple, this, these two kids that he'd seen around, but he didn't really, you know, he'd seen them around and they asked him if they, if he could take them home and because their parents weren't coming allegedly. (laughs) <laughs> and so he takes him home in his Corvette, right? He's got a, a nice Corvette. He just got hired at the school. He's this making guy, a ton of all the children. In. <laughs> yeah. <right. Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> he takes him home and they said that they had nothing to do with the whole Ouija board stuff. When he gets to their home, he's there and apparently the lights go out and then the teens turn to him and go, Hey, we actually were messing with the Ouija board. So dude freaks out. He runs out to his car. He just books it. And then when he's putting the pedal to the metal, his car is not even running. He said that he couldn't get his car to run. And then eventually it got, and he just booked it out of there. Again, we'll go through the whole story word for word. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't know what's weirder that you were taking kids to their house and you went yeah. into their house or that, or that your, your thing supernaturally freaked out. I don't, I don't know what, you know what the believe. best thing about high school kids is they stay the same age. <laughs> it's like watching twin peaks where, you know, they're grown ass people. It's like, I know I heard you're in high school. It's like that, that guy's not in high school. It's a grown ass <laughs> yeah, yeah. man, dude. That guy's at least 30. So <laughs> we have the founder of the school. He was born in Cuba in the 1930s and his name was Evaristo Marina. Now this is the guy, is that the who, Colonel guy. That's the, ge- the guy that likes paddles, yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. But you like to get that ass paddled. Yeah, exactly. So this guy was born in 1930. He's in. He went to the University of Havana, and he clashed with a a, a, a rival student named Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro. And then it says here, quote: Many times, Marina and Castro would have these long-winded debates about Marxism. And this is Navarini said. After Marina graduated, he caught the eye of Cuba's strongman president, Fulgencio Batista, who named Marina the general director of of public order. Still in his early 20s, handsome with piercing blue eyes, Marina found himself in control of nightclubs, casinos, and police, then disaster struck. So this guy went to school with Castro. Allegedly, they debated Marxism. He got put as general director of public order, and he believed that he was born to lead. He believed that he was born 
to to do greater things and he was he he believed that and there's videos of this dude talking i might insert some clips let me write this down i'm going to insert some clips of of this guy talking or we'll pull it up here insert clips of marina because there's videos and pictures of this guy and he's talking and he's talking about how you got to work hard and the harder you work, the better results that you get. All these crazy, you know, like the, yeah. the, the, the typical American dream. If you work hard, you can achieve it. Right. So it's a complete lie. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, it's, it's the American dream. Cause you got to be asleep to believe it. Yeah, so true. Castro had since created a revolutionary group that had overthrown Batista's government. And Marina was part of that previous <laughs> governmental body. So yeah. usually those people, not nice things happen to those people. So no. he said, I'm going to leave. That was 1959. And he came over here. So I'm going to go to the closest place. <laughs> Estados Unidos. So he found work as a busboy. And then he later started working at the Biltmore Hotel. He served dinner and he worked his way up. Until one day, he eventually joined the, let's see here, but the highest position you can find was coaching soccer at Florida Air Academy in Melbourne because he wanted to, again, join. and He wanted to be Miami's mayor, which he did run a couple of times for and was defeated. And people said that he would run for everything. He would run for the, 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 any political seat that was open and available that he could run for, he would run for it. And obviously, he never won anything. So, a bootlicker go getter can't can't let him down. A bootlicker go, yeah. So he started. <laughs> he would then go on to start a small beverage company called Iron Beer Soft Drinks, and I guess it says here, based on a popular Cuban soda of the same name. Huh. Oh, actually, I've drank I've drank this Iron I, Iron. I think I have too. Let me look. It Iron up here. Brew or whatever. You see here, yeah. Iron Beer Soft Drink. Let me, let me Google this. Uh, never mind. I don't think I've drank this. Iron Beer. No, I have. I have. Yes, I have. I've been huh. to Cuban guys, and I've had this. So this Weird. is it. Yeah, I've never seen it. I'm thinking of a, a Scottish drink. So there's this Cuban sandwich place down in Miami called Cuban Guys, and I've had this there. Is it any good? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. Okay. So cool. Nice. So we have that huh. he started that company and then he have, he joined the Civil Air Patrol which is an auxiliary of the United States Air Force and he ended up rising to l- lieutenant colonel. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. And in 1959, he also married a woman he met in Miami. And in 1965, they had Evar Risto Jr. I wonder if he's still alive. 1965, that's not that he's probably... 50 something right now. Whenever we can reach out. Yeah, that guy's for... a psychopath. At least what we know. He just loved to paddle those asses. Yeah, he loved paddling asses. So in 1968, he sold his beverage company and used the profits to open up this 
Academy. And the way he sold it was that if you had, it's almost like a, a, was a scared straight? Is that the name? Yeah, 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 yeah. A, a you will not be account. gay. Yeah, they scare the <laughs> shit out of you. <laughs> well, that's Bring why you said prison, that. to Bubba. If you hired certified teachers, they'd end up being gay homosexuals. You know, so he didn't <laughs> like he he didn't he didn't like those gays. You know, they yeah they, we know that about Canada, man. All our yeah. teachers are blue-haired freaks. So he ended up <laughs> opening this academy, and he sold it as a way of straightening out. Any kid. He believed that he could straighten out any kid. With a paddle. With, yeah, well, with a paddle. And so he ruled with an iron fist and he demanded to be called El General. So El General. So this guy had, he was LARPing, bro. Like he was essentially LARPing. He wanted to be. He wasn't a real general, man. He wasn't. He wasn't. But he did, I mean, Lieutenant Colonel, I don't know what that means of the Civil Air Patrol, you know? Do you ever, do you ever meet, do you have any cadet kids? When you went to school, the always uh, the ROTC, users. man, we had some There's any kid that either was cadets. Um, there's another one that I'm thinking of too. And they were like, they were the weirdest kids. They would just not be at school for like a couple days a week. They'd come back in their uniform and everyone, they would just get beat up, man. Nobody liked those kids. <laughs> so check this out, bro. He goes, he marketed the school to, to, to traditional Hispanic parents. And then it goes, I be- and this is him speaking. I believe in the co- in the command authority, Marina said, with a slight lisp. I do not drink. I have never been. I'm trying to say it with a lisp. I, I have never drink. <laughs> I have never been drunk in my. I can't say it. in my life. I do not smoke. His only vice was hunger for power. Let me show the picture of this guy. Hunger this- for power. <laughs> Everest like Evarist- the cat here. So let me. The yeah, I only saw like the guy that they had, huh? So this is him. This is Marina, and I'll probably put some clips. Of I, him I always wonder because, like, you know, hurt people hurt people. So I wonder if like he was mm. abused when he was a kid, and then it's just, like he wants to have any position of power because we see this um, yeah. all the time, right? People yeah. that are like, you know, look at look at Pansy Boy that has running my like Canada. Like he has to be in power and he has to show his authority because uh, it makes him feel stronger, even though inside he's really weak and feminized, you know, bro. His his political catchphrase was what I say is what I do. <laughs> what I say is, is what, what I, do. I do. All the teachers were okay. called colonels and majors and everyone dressed right as cadets in Air yeah. Force blue and here behind the towering school gates, he marched them across the yard in camouflage fatigues and melon sized helmets inside students from kindergarten to 12th grade learned reading enrichment and remedial mathematics. Boys and girls were educated separately. Marina pulled out of formation. Any boy with hair too long for my taste. That's a quote and sent them to the school's barbershop for a buzz cut. And then for he your said, taste sounds a little weird. <laughs> girls look and he said, this is quote. Girls look good with long hair. Well, I, I, he's not wrong there. If you get a lesbian yeah. haircut, you wonder why people think you look like a lesbian. Yeah, the only lesbian that, that I like and that I've been able to tolerate is Cheney from Project Cheney. So <laughs> she's the only one I've ever, ever been able to tolerate. And at first, it started off with a $65 a month tuition. And I guess at the time, that'd be 
Well, uh, bro, no, no. It took off. Like it ended up taking off and he ended up having thousands of students at $6,000 a year. So it was it, eventually it got overwhelmed, overwhelmed with students and there are some paying. So what's $6,000 a year? Let's do the math here. So six grand. This dude was banking, bro. Six, 100%. About 500. So instead of 65, 500 a month. So from 65 to 500 bro. a month. Such a different inflation, man. And well, Babylonian and, 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 money magic <laughs> and popularity. He took kids straight from juvenile detention centers. <laughs> Marina took some teens straight from juvenile detention, giving them false identities, lest any parent learn their crime. Enrollments skyrocketed as the school gained a reputation Whoa, that for, stra- <laughs> for straightening out straining out bad teens, and then quote. A lot of the children, they didn't have fathers, explained Roma, Roma L. Huh. Go ahead. I was just going to say, were they black? But I guess they were Cuban. No, they were probably Cuban. In the 70s, right? there was no no black fathers around. Sorry, right. it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so then this is when, and I try to find this. So when, when, they, when they became overwhelmed, he bought a 1.3 acre property opposite of Miami high school for nearly a million dollars. So mind a real you, this, swindler. Is, this is the 1970s. All right. A million dollars in the 1970s, bro. So $1 million hairs million in 1970s worth today. That's worth 7.7 million. All right. So my boy was banking. All right, he was racking in that dough. And the new campus had a two-story classroom building, an office building, and an Olympic-sized pool. He hired a film crew to shoot a commercial that played across cinema across South America. And then wealthy families were flying their kids in, right? So this dude was banking. Send your kids here so I can spank them with a paddle and teach them (laughs) nonsense. (laughs) Because what the f*** is he teaching them if he's, like, not actually a general? I'll well, teach your kids about the occult and how to use Ouija boards. It's a private school, bro. You can teach yeah. them whatever curriculum. As long as you're certified by the state, you can teach them whatever. So this dude had a thousand students at one point at $6,000 a year. He was making $6 million a year, which $6 million a year in the 1970s is $47 million in 2022. So, bro. Oh, man. I got to start money. He was, uh, we got to start a religion, bro. That's what yeah. L. Ron Hubbard said. So it's very true. He was printing money, bro. Printing money with these damn kids. And the boys outnumbered at one point, girls three to one. Do you think there was uh, stuff going on? I know there's sexual abuse in the teachers. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure definitely from him. Uh, but I wonder how how well that would go with the boys. And I bet you there's a lot of fighting and then it's like, let boys be boys, stop them beating the shit each other on the yard well school is a prison after the after during its downfall there was allegedly claims of boys being molested and this was after the downfall after after the hysteria high incident october 25th 1979 now we have this wolf guy which i believe is the guy who had driving the Corvette. He describes Marina as Donald Trump thirsty for power. And Marina started channeling school profits into a run for the Miami city commission in 1972. He was defeated in 1973. The school filed for bankruptcy though it continued to operate for years. So in 1972, Mm. he tried to run for Miami city commission, didn't make it. And 
It's crazy because it seems like it, it does seem like he was trying to get into any position of power that he yes. could. Yeah. And, and, and we know this about a lot of predators is they purposely try to insert themselves in these positions of power so they can abuse mostly mm-hmm. right and and use and abuse and manipulate because they have a little man complex where they like need to do this stuff uh because they're ego egomaniacs right yeah he did try to put himself in any position of power possible and he started to offer military science fencing judo and then the girls were taught home economics in a separate building and eventually dude this is the this is where it starts to get weird it says on this article it is not known who marina sold his soul in exchange for a u.s air force (laughs) f-84 fighter jet but apparently he got this fighter jet in 1972 and it was a decommissioned plane that had allegedly torn a seam across the korean skies in supersonic flight and then it says here, Marina delivered it through Miami streets during rush hour. It destroyed several several palm trees and scratched parked cars. And he put it right in front of the school. I wonder if, there's, if there is. It sounds like it sounds like Beavis. If Satan was like <laughs> Satan, like what do you want? I'll take your soul. And Beavis is like fireplace, jet, jet, jet. You know what I mean? That's so. <laughs> He doesn't sell his soul for fame or money. He's like, I just want a jet so it can make it look like I'm actually a colonel of the Air Force. And at the end of the day, the Air Force would never give somebody a jet. I can't find pictures of this thing, if it, if it was true or not, that he had. I mean, there would be pictures of this thing, That right? sounds like a South Park skit, man. He's, like, flying in his jet and just scraping past cars and be like, I'm here. And it's, like, three parking. It would be way more than that, but, like, a whole parking lot. <laughs> I think there is a – let me see here. I think there is a – there's, like, a newsreel clip here. Of his see. jet? I'm, well, I'm going to see if it shows the jet or not. <laughs> but it's like some lady talking about the incident that happened after. He's talking in it and everything. Yeah, I'll post this it, after the fact. You think his jet's named after his paddle? His paddle's named like Shirley? <laughs> Don't so, let me get Shirley out. He has this F-84 fighter jet, which let me see what that looks like. Again, I can't find a picture of it in front of the school, but an yeah. F-84 fighter jet is this. So, oh, that yeah, that's yeah, definitely old school, like World War II. Shit. Yeah, huh? And kind of the cool jet, but it's not that big either. No, so the wind- that shit? the windows are blacked out apparently, and then there was rumors that at one point there was starting to to say rumors that the pilot of that plane had burned inside and had died inside that plane. And there was other rumors that it was never really a fighter jet. It was just, you know, a prop and he was using it as a thing to attract more people to come to the school. And along with those rumors of his airplane, not being his fighter jet, not being real. There was rumors that he was a Santero and a Santero is again, like a, no disrespect to anybody, but like a witch doctor, you know, they believe in, in money magic, blood magic, sacrifices. There was burned pennies being found. 
around the school grounds. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think there was also bird, dead birds at one point. So let me find it here. It wouldn't surprise me that he would be into some sort of like warlock witchcraft. Like he probably considered himself a warlock. And like a lot of these, if it's like some sort of chaos magic where he's producing, uh, doing these, these rituals to produce something out of it, like wanting. Yeah. So this is him dressed in all white. And this is mm -hmm. evidence that people use that he was a Santero because Santero's usually dressed in all white. He looks like a doctor, like a witch. Yeah, witch. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's. With some young boy. It's little Havana. Yeah. And magic is prevalent. You know, black magic is prevalent in the magic city. Right. And we know yeah. that Miami is a heinous place. So there's not good things happening there sometimes. Okay, well, we have this Florida is men. TV, social media, people like legitimately just get bored and they get interested and they start reading stuff. And then, you know, you see, I have some old lady in some mystic shop and then she's like, let me show you how to do this magic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's a lot of it spawns from too is like, or he was a little boy. Somebody showed him this stuff in Cuba. It's not, uh, it's not surprising considering. So ch <laughs> so check it out. The Academy's mission is fighting immorality communism and homosexualism all right <laughs> he goes he told reporters you bring in a teacher certified from the state of florida and he might be a homosexual nothing infuriated marina more usually the loudest are the yeah. gayest I so. would, I would, I would debate that, like, you know, when you're paddling your own students, especially the males, it seems like he had an affliction for. Um, I would consider that a little homosexual. Um, you know, getting up, being like a, a masochist, uh, yeah, where you like watching people inflict yeah. pain on people, right? So, oh man, <laughs> and I think that, like, I think as far as what I saw, that he was. And child abuse is going on. Well, uh, sexual abuse of these school kids. It was a lot of the males that were having this happen to them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they'll so, protest too much. <laughs> 1976, he ran again for public office. And that was the year that Fidel Castro became Cuba's president after, after 17 years as He's prime like, minister. fuck, that guy fucking is a fucking president. He's like freaking out and shit. He's like, I can't even be the mayor. Yeah, exactly. I can't even be the commissioner. This guy's the president now. So. Should have chose communism, bud. <laughs> he put his brother, and, and this year he put his brother in charge of his brother, Jose in charge of the school as he campaigned. The colonel wore a pencil mustache and aviator sunglasses, and the kids called him Pepe. So he oh, was, Pepe. he was, and, and that's his, that's his brother, Pepe, I guess. Yeah. And, but again, he was defeated, right? So 1976, and during this time, they're finding more occult stuff. So you have black yeah. and pennies, you have dead chickens, and then something called. What's so, the black and pennies about? I guess they you know? burn them. They, they're supposed to. So I'll that's tell you right money now. Magic. Yeah, I'll tell you right now what they're supposed to. So they were finding dead chickens with the red silk ribbons around their necks huh. tied with three knots, which is, I guess it's a black magic thing, voodoo, whatever. And they were I'm also from my Cuban classmates telling that these were offerings to Santeria gods. And then they also said they found Kilo Prietos, which is blackened pennies that were left by, sev uh, by several at the academy who practiced Santeria, he said, the pennies were used to protect against el, el mal de ojo, so or the evil eye. So that's what the black ah. pennies were for. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they're finding all these things around this this ground. This dude's running for all types of political positions. He's just getting murked. And let me go on through here. Da da da. Really beautiful. And time cracks begin. All right. So during this time, right, this guy is ruling with an iron fist, and he's omni he's omnipresent. Okay, yeah. he's like omnipresent. He, everyone in the school believed that he had cam, uh, not cameras, but hearing devices in all the bathrooms and everything that yeah. you couldn't say anything bad about him because he was like a boogeyman. He was going to love to hear you. people pee. <laughs> he loved to hear people pee. And <laughs> the, that's that according to the documentary and according to the reports, that's what led the students into finding some sort of refuge in using the occult. So in using the yeah to combat, to be like, we're going to use this against him because of sort of abuse. rebellious. Yeah. yeah. A sort of, which if you really look at like the counter cultural movement and all these guys that really started that, that's kind of like a Crowley thing, you know, like, Oh, I'm a rebel. I'm going to rebel against the system. You know, yeah, yeah. you know, my parents there, yeah, I'm going to teach my, you know, Christian. He's talking nah. about no homosexuality. I'm going to this guy right in his ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, that, that's where this omnipresent sort of thing came into all the kids existence. are getting and super into Ouija they start boards. using other methods of con since their life was so in that academy yeah they were using other methods as a, as a form of escape well they said stuff about them. mind control too that they were using at least mind control techniques on some of the kids just like the basic ones of like you know demoralizing them and then making them do certain things um at least what the documentary said so who knows? But then if you're if you're suppressed so much eventually and you're getting oppressed by some paddle waving maniac, eventually you're gonna to try to rebel against yeah. that. Yeah. So the the paddle, which was a thirty eight inch wooden paddle named Big Ben. Oh, that, that's I what thought they it was he named it Big Ben. Wow, man. Yeah. Got, he, he loves uh London. He went there once and f his gay lover there. Yeah, big big <laughs> Ben, bro. So and allegedly there is an, an alumni Facebook page and some they quote, they're quoting somebody here saying those sadistic sons of drilled holes through it. So the damn thing would whistle whistle. Yeah. Yikes. And, and so crazy. He's like rubbing. And he's like, you don't want me to pull up big Ben, do you? <laughs> the, the disciplinary <laughs> instructor named uh, major McKinsey was an, an African-American football player, ex NFL player that, and that was the guy who was, and he said he paddled, Boys and girls so hard that he once snapped Big Ben in half. Yikes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I heard that. Wow. Those are pretty, that's pretty thick wood. You have to be using that a lot. So during this time, they're getting beat. They're being abused, essentially. Yep. And then it starts to, right, they start to come out with the more supernatural stuff. And check out this. This is their yearbook, bro, from 1979. It's Whoa, is that legit? That is real weird. Yeah, seniors in 1979. This is... Again, it looks kind of huh. occultic to me. You got the astrological. It definitely thing looks occultic. Weird. So this is their because they started to use again. They needed a form of escapism, and this mm -hmm. is where 
right? Somebody's saying here, somebody learned the trick of how to make you pass out. It was some sort of breathing exercise. I remember it was a surreal awakening. It felt very weird. There they was choking students... themselves to get high. I knew someone that did that and they <laughs> killed themselves. So don't do that, kids. They recall students playing Bloody Mary. And then in ni- October 1979, it was, again, what we had mentioned at the beginning, uh, the yearbook that featured a 12 year point, uh, 12 pointed star on the black yeah, cover. Really uh, one teacher was nicknamed the Exorcist because <laughs> she'll scare the out of you. Nice. And. American, it says here, American students tried to guess who among the staff and students was involved in Santeria. Santeria was dressed in white and wore all in uniform, can't tell the difference, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Now, we have this Jose, Josef Wolf guy. And this is the guy with the Corvette, which we'll get to the story here. And this is the Thursday afternoon of how everything went down. So we yeah. had mentioned the night before, allegedly students did this Bloody Mary ritual, the girl runs out of the classroom, and then this is where we're going to start. So it was Thursday afternoon. Biology teacher Patricia Murphy was explaining cell division when the trouble began. She later told the newspaper at 12.15 p.m. she was escorting her her 10th graders to their next class when she became aware of a problem in the girl's bathroom. And, quote, they wouldn't let anyone in, unquote, she recalled. When Murphy investigated, she found a 13-year-old girl sobbing. And this is the girl that allegedly ran out of the cl- the other classroom yeah, to the bathroom. The yeah. She sent for a school administrator to take care of the girl and led her students to a nearby classroom. There she heard the sounds of a of girls crying and boys kicking from the hallway. When her 30 students heard the commotion, they bolted for the door. It was bad timing. The hallway was busy with students coming back from lunch. Panic was spreading. And this is where allegedly she finds a group of four girls, two boys, and a crowd gathered around them. And she goes, I don't know what caused it, she recalled. When the girl in the restroom got upset, it seemed to infect her friends. So we have this weird hysteria going on. Mm-hmm. Now her own students were sobbing uncontrollably. Somewhere a scream ran out. Murphy led her class to the second floor to escape the madness. What the devil was going on? So we have Jose Wolf outside marching a group of students across the yard when he heard the commotion. He looked up at the building and saw a teenager crash out of a second floor window and land on the roof of a school bus. The fall should have crippled the boy, but unbelievably, he rose to his feet. He pulled a Neo, man. He, like, sunk into the pavement. (laughs) (laughs) And then he quotes, I saw this guy on top of the bus, so I jumped off after this guy. Wolf recalled. This is not his real name, Have you seen my Corvette? Have you seen it? (laughs) Wolf recalled, I tried to hold him back. All of a sudden, boom, he turned his head like the exorcist. So this dude's saying that he turned his head, like, all the way around. And looked at I him. will eat your heart, like little Nicky. <laughs> so Wolf said, yeah, he recognized the student, but said he transformed into a pure evil. The boy's eyes had turned red, bloodshot, no oh, teeth, yeah. as he said. He growled like a rabid dog. Leave me alone, he barked at Wolf. Wolf's blood turned to ice. He said when the boy reached out and grabbed him, Wolf was in the shape of his life, he said. But the boy was possessed with the strength of 10 men. Somehow Wolf broke free. And the kid sprinted away. More screens. So, I tossed bro. this kid because I, I wrote down, imagine a child tossing a grown man like that. Like, it's like, we're like, you. Where'd he go, bro? Where'd he go? Like, who was that kid? Like, can we know who he was? The weird thing is, like, I've heard a lot of weird stuff about eyes and stuff like that, like, throughout, like, paranormal events. The pure red thing would, 
I would be out of there. And I, I did write down, I couldn't take a demon serious in that little cadet outfit. <laughs> <laughs> so Lieutenant Dan LeMay of the Miami Fire Department arrived. He saw one boy covered in blood after shattering a window to escape. Some kids said something supernatural had possessed him. He said, Miami police officer Harry Canill couldn't believe the scene. The whole school went berserk. He said teachers and students were running around tearing up things. This is a Frank Roll. They're like Rolson. trying to destroy the school, it seemed like. Like trying to like break down everything because especially to the kids, it probably represented um you know, just abuse and, and it just like, I just like full blown. I wrote down full on high school chaos. Like mm-hmm. it's like there's a scene from mean girls where everyone's an animal. Yeah. So again, we have a whole bunch of different quotes from different people who were there, firefighters, police officers and all those people. And again, yeah. the, there was a teacher, there were girls screaming that there was a spirit inside the Ouija board and she quit on the spot. And Celestia Coonan, one of the Marina's campaign Marina's campaign workers confessed that she heard the girls talking about witches. And of course, this whole time that this is going on, we have Marina, El General, talking yeah. about how it was those damn Russians. They're, they're trying to sabotage my political career. Why and is it didn't... always Russians? It's like the scapegoat <laughs> for everything, man. Somebody Especially put... around this time in Miami. He said, somebody put the kids up to it. He said, one week before the election, everyone is trying to get me. So he brushes it off. Nothing supernatural, which, dude, I mean, that's Occam's razor. That that could be true, that there was nothing supernatural. And yeah, yeah. The, the that it was just, again, somebody trying to sniper this guy. Or it's guy's... like a, a weird karmactic rule in in some sense. Because I, I, I do truly believe that, like, if you hurt somebody else, you're only hurting yourself because maybe we're all connected. Who knows, right? But if he's doing all these, if he is doing some sort of a cult, uh, even just, like, black magic practices, you're going to get what you try to put out there back tenfold, supposedly. Yeah. That yeah. try to, like, conjure up something demonic and these kids too right i'm always curious like where where the ouija board come from right like so, who on the ouija do we know because yeah so this wolf guy dashed up to the classroom where he'd seen the boy leap from the window and, and he quotes when i went back upstairs there was two people that were playing this board wolf said they were playing ouija board he said he'd never seen one before after the kid jumped out of the window but it looked professional and he couldn't remember the names of the and this is when he gets asked to take these kids home it was three o'clock so wolf agreed to take them home and this is when he had that supernatural experience where he gets to their house and they turn to him and go you know what we actually were playing the ouija board okay so he takes them to their house and they promise him they were just watching the ouija experiment when they arrive at the girl's house the students didn't want to wait alone for her mother to arrive from work so Wolf stayed. They poured him a soda and they were just chit-chatting until about <laughs> 8 o'clock that night. That was when the lights suddenly went out. And when the, the house was pitch black, Wolf said a door slammed shut. The television flickered on and off. In the dark, the teenagers made a terrified confession, Wolf recalled. The boyfriend admitted he was doing stuff with the Ouija board. And this is when dude just fumbled out the door, went out, and then when he went to... He turned the key... Before he left, he kissed his car. He says, it was like the car didn't have a transmission. I'm putting the pedal to the metal, and the car wouldn't move. He was trapped. And then the car starts, and he just left. from Mind you, this is not the guy's 
real name, by the way. Okay, this is his name is not Josef Wolf. Okay, and we have here Miami. The devil school, made me do it. School demons possess pupils. Here, the <laughs> Miami from October twenty sixth. This is the day after nineteen seventy nine. So people were having a ball with this thing. And mind you, when this happened, every a lot of people left. Yeah, and there was a lot of diff- empty seats. He was losing all these presidential races, all these political races, and that's his own karma. Let's see here. From <laughs> then, a few months later, a Santeria visual just miles away from the school exploded in violence. Police found a sacrificed chicken, a voodoo cane, and two dead Cuban refugees. So it wasn't looking at the good school. Near, at the school. Near the oh, school. near the school. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't looking good during this time. I just the satanic huh. panic. So a lot of stuff is going on. And people took their kids out. So eventually Marina moved the school to a motel. (laughs) What kind of creeper is that? The attendance went from 300, from a thousand students to 300 students. And I thought it was going to be like five. He's like five kids in a hotel, a motel room. But like, all right, come here. I'm going to show you my, my favorite thing. And this this is when things went down hill the conditions were despicable there were it's very dirty and they accidentally due to a clerical error accepted a murderer to the school a child this was a child i'm gonna tell you right now (laughs) and at one point there was this so there's this story that a boy, a little boy ran out and police found him and he didn't want to go back because the monsters were there. And that's where you can use your your imagination as to what could have been happening. And those were, were the allegations of sexual molestation and things were happening in this. Do you know how many people have been molested and then they say they got abducted by aliens? But a it's lot. really just molestation. <laughs> A lot. Yeah. No, a a lot of people. So one night in May 1984, a six-year-old boy escaped from the dormitory at the academy and made a dash for the chain link fence. He had just started to climb when the alarm was raised. The police officers pulled him down. As he was carried back inside the school, he carried, the monsters are after me. And the boy's mother claimed that the monsters were the older cadets. And again, there were victims of abuse. So it wasn't looking good. And so... They accidentally accepted a guy called Clarence Carr, who was a teenage murderer, and he had snapped one night in March of 1984 after his mother had took back his father and the 33-year-old security guard regularly abused them both, and he took the dude's gun and he killed him. And they accepted this guy at this school due to a clerical error, okay? Like I said, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, so here we have this Clarence Carr guy giving his testimony. The kid looks like a psychopath. Yeah, I can his... just tell already. But it, you see this. There's um, oh, there's a famous documentary about like um, kids that have been abused and end up turning like crazy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the one chick's name, and she like in their interview, she's like she like wants to like stab her brother and stuff because she's been abused since a young age. So she thinks the only way to feel something is to inflict pain on others because she wants them to feel the way that she felt. And it's the same case with obviously this kid. So Marina was forced to withdraw from, so let me see here. There was a murder. 
that happened. Let me find it here. Allegedly, if either the state attorney during the court hearing, the car victim, et cetera, et cetera. So the, uh, eventually it was discovered that the academy was unregulated, unlicensed, unaccredited, unsupervised, and anyone with $15 could start up a private school like it. Meanwhile, Miami police arrested Dr. Gregory Mackey, 52, a former teacher at the academy who had two arrest warrants for pass passing worthless checks. Sometimes the press makes problems, said Marina. They kill my political career. Please don't crucify me like they crucified Jesus Christ. So this dude's worried about his political career. At the school, Ruiz was also tried, tired of his tormentors. He tucked his Bible inside his faded blue shirt and confronted the ringleader of the school bullies, et cetera, et cetera. Huh. And Marino was forced to, forced to withdraw from the race and become to become mayor in April of 1985. He pledged to devote his time to solving problems at the academy. And just weeks later, after that, a 17-year-old student told the Herald she was pregnant. Okay, so it was a 17-year-old student who became pregnant after a teacher, after a teenager could force his way into her dormitory room. Marina said the problem was finding adequate female teachers. It's not easy to find a person who does not smoke, who does not drink. Sometimes you start looking and you find women it's that like other women. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 70s, everyone was smoking and drinking. But, like, you know, you're going to – it's going to breed these type of people, especially males. If you have a male dominated uh, school, say whatever this was a cult, it seems like a cult in some mm -hmm. kind of way. And then you're, they're inflicting pain. Uh, or at least the Colonel or general is onto the boys, most likely in a lot of cases. And then they're like, they're going to inflict pain on others and they're going to think it's okay. Right. Especially with the women. Yeah. Oh, they're weaker. They're not as strong. They don't deserve so it. Yeah. That December, so after this dude drops out of his, you know, you have the pregnant teenage 17-year-old student. That December, a 15-year-old academy student was sentenced to three years in prison for first-degree murder after giving a 19-year-old female student a deadly dose of cocaine. To Marina, it was all conspiracy. How much is that? How much? That's got to be a lot of cocaine. I don't know, bro. It was all conspiracy. And Ew, weird. On I've July done coke 7th, in my life, and you have to do a lot of it to kill yourself. On July 17, <laughs> 1987, two days after he started his third mayoral campaign, Marina claimed he was the victim <laughs> of a baseball bat attack by agent of Fidel Castro. Oh this my time, God. his election lost by a landslide. Fidel sent his boys. They beat me. Like that's weird, man. And this is the like the teacher guy, right? Like I said, the guy that ran the colonel general. I'm surprised he wasn't in jail. I'm surprised they did not jail this. Well, yeah. So again, that's that's the end of the. So they were finally forced to close in August of 1988. Marina blamed the economy. That's a long economy. time for them to. I wonder if this dude's still around. Let's see here. So I don't know how he even got away with half the shit that he did without being charged criminally. Bro, in 1988, police rescued a stolen line from a local junkyard where it was due to be ritually sacrificed. What in the world? <laughs> what? A what? A lion. They were going to sacrifice a lion. Wow. What in the world? Two years later, Florida's Palm Beach became the scene of America's first ever televised exorcism. More than 29 million viewers watched a Roman Catholic priest exercise demons, exercise demons from a 16-year-old Colombian girl. Wow. Okay. Whoa, that sounds like an episode. Yeah.
Let's see here. So, like That's a cool. man possessed, Marina kept entering the mayoral race, losing for the final time in 1989. Court records show that he married and divorced four times to three different women until his Doesn't death in 2009, me. age 79. His only political win was 1986 election as head of Miami Dade Fire <laughs> Board. Like, I don't know, that's karma, man. Or, or he's just yeah. like, he doesn't have a platform to stand on, so to speak, right? Where he's like, just be like, elect me. And like, why? Be like, I'm cool, man. I call myself the general, <laughs> you know? You, you just do it. Golly, bro. So that's politicians. That that's that. That's the hysteria high crazy incident. The Devil's Academy. Let me know if anyone's ever heard of this. Call in 407-476-4606. Leave a review. Yeah, leave a comment. If you're watching this on YouTube, go follow Tom, strangebrewpodcast.com, right? Strangebrewpodcast.com. Yeah, yeah. That's where you can follow the stuff. But yeah, follow me on YouTube, Rumble. We're trying to make some traction on there. And all podcast platforms, I would appreciate it. Give me five-star rate and review. Uh, but, yeah, we have a lot of fun stuff coming on my end. There's uh, And also, if you want, there's a, I run a horror podcast with my buddy in Ireland called Class Horrorcast. Uh, make sure to check that out because we talk about all sorts of stuff, and it kind of ties in to the horror aspect and then the real-life stuff that on my show. Well, quotations real. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this, was fun. this was a fun, quick episode. We're yeah, really yeah, short I on myself. time today, so – yeah, this is fun. Make sure to follow the show, social media at the one on one podcast, tjojp.com, all that good stuff. If your and teacher always... has a paddle, I'd be concerned. <laughs> Stay safe. Love each other. Stay Thank strange. On the other side. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.